0: The thing I find kind of fascinating, though, is with all this tech that you're talking about, all this data, we have so much data being thrown at people that no one looks at anything in 48 hours, 72 hours. 180 opened up all that opportunity to say, hey, Jason, you you quoted five customers on Saturday. I don't see any follow up. What's going on? Mm -hmm. Nowadays, people look at the data so late.
1: I call it an autopsy report. Welcome to the Strategy with Jason podcast. Tune in for everything you need to know to stay in the know regarding the automotive industry. Here's your host, Jason Harris. Hey, 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 what's going on, Podcast Nation? This is Jason Harris here, and thank you for joining me another episode of Strategy with Jason. This is a fun edition. I'm live here at Canada's Used Car Week with the one, the only, the oh-so-famous... Mr. Steven Pagazzo. Steven, what's up? How are you doing, man?
0: I'm doing all right, man. How are you doing? Good to see you. In I know person it's been a while, right? Uh, last like... time was on a webinar uh, with the younger fellows, a GM at a Chrysler store. Yes. I his name. Uh, Brock. Brock.
1: It yes. was great. That's I was, right. I really enjoyed uh, what he had to say. So that's it was right, cool. man. Yeah, hey, yeah, and yeah. you know what? It is cool. It it we're kind of back to normal. Mm-hmm. It feel, feel normal to actually like be out and like see people and say hi. Somewhat like, normal. Somewhat, somewhat normal. normal. I
0: think everyone's on
1: a COVID schedule we're, we're, we're or a on a COVID, COVID we're, calendar. We're on a new <laughs> weird normal. Like if there was cars, maybe it'd be normal. Right? Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And as as
0: people say, there there are no cars. And I say, no, no, there's lots of cars. This is there are the cars that you want.
1: Exactly. These so are the yeah. cars that you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. The customer expectation index, as I like to Call
1: it. <laughs> well, you know, what? I think that's a cool direction. We're actually yeah. going to talk a little bit about that today. Yeah, but for yeah, yeah. everybody out there that's watching, listening mm-hmm. right now, who don't know who you are, Stephen, mm-hmm. or how you kind of got started in the industry, you yeah. know, I love kicking off these podcasts with little origin stories. Yes, yeah, a, yeah. because I'm always fascinated because I don't think anybody wakes up one day and goes, "Hey, I'm going to be an automotive." Yeah. Um, maybe you do. We'll find out. Yeah. So, what is the origin story of how you got started in the automotive industry? So, the origin story is actually um,
0: I was taking a trip on a bus ride in uh, university at, at wilfrid Laurier University. And I was going up to the mall to put in a resume at Sam the Record Man because I had worked yes, at Sam the Record, Record Man back Man. home in Sudbury. <laughs> and I needed a job, uh, you know, to help pay for my schooling and whatnot. I was just finishing up uh, football season. And um, as I went up the highway, I noticed the BMW store. And I was just like, oh, well, that's... BMW. We didn't have BMW in Sudbury. We just had Benz. And I was a huge BMW fan. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, I'm dressed up. I might as well go and drop off a resume. Maybe I could clean cars or something. Again, in university, I needed a job. So I actually uh, went into that store. It was called uh, BK Motors at the time and um, walked in, dropped off a resume. And while I was waiting for the next bus, I was just in the showroom wandering around because they had some great product. And the GM came out. His name was AJ Mueller or is AJ M- Mueller. And he, uh, we talked Two years later, I started selling cars, and uh, about a year or two after that, his um, him and his wife started a software system called 180. And he brought it to my desk one day at Mini, and was just like, "Yeah, people have heard of it. It's now usually referred to as CDK or or whatnot." But 180 has been around for over 20 years. I was the first user of it back at Mini Waterloo in 2002, in March, Uh, delivered uh, delivered the first, uh, I guess, uh, retail delivery out of 180. (laughs) quote number 411 or 711, whatever it is. Now they're at 30 million or whatever. It's been a long time. It's a big system. And yeah, from from that, I ended up doing my own consulting after working for mm-hmm. the company for a little while. So the last decade, uh, I just give clients out there that have um, a big CRM system like 180. I give them the opportunity to speak to a third party and physically have someone help implement the process. Because as you can imagine, after 20 years and about 4 million <laughs> lines of code,
1: there's a couple of items in there that people couple might couple need things. to be changed. Yeah, there's a couple things people could be using.
0: So that's basically what I do. Well, yeah.
1: Stephen, I've heard you've been um, called the process man <laughs> yeah, once yeah. or twice before. Because so I, I, I always say process doesn't care about your feelings. <laughs> you you know that, right? You have amazing quotes <laughs> when it comes to process. You really do. <laughs> and I mean, just, let's, just talk about process, yeah. especially right now. Right? Lack of inventory mm-hmm. um, in some cases. Other dealerships do have inventory. There are uh, sometimes lack of employees definitely right now. I mean, yes, look, yeah. The, no, there's the that process too. is really being challenged right now it by is, a yeah. lot of things coming yeah. out of the last 24 months with the pandemic and, mm-hmm. and the explosion that is digital retailing. Yeah. And then, boom, right into an inventory slumped. And I got to be honest with you, Steven, I'm not seeing... Overly the best process mm-hmm. out there right now, and I find yeah. sometimes in, an in, in our industry I, I, I like to call it full belly syndrome. That's the term I like to use. Yeah, I like you that. Know, I like right? that. Yeah, when, yeah, yeah. When yeah. we're a little full, yeah. right? We're all making some money, and, yeah. and you know, well, even though we're not getting a lot of cars, but what the cars are coming in, they're selling, and they're selling yeah. at great prices. Yeah. Then we kind of fall off the bandwagon a little bit with our process. Yeah. And coming from the process man himself, mm-hmm. I'd love to get some ideas from you how we maintain consistency with our process.
0: Well, I think with maintaining consistency, you have to review. You always mm-hmm. have to review. And, and we do it sort of at the store level on, on the dealership floor many times where we'll have sales meetings. But I've noticed even in the last little while, sales meetings, thanks to you know uh, having a certain social distance and whatnot, a lot of, a lot of retailers have stopped doing those. Mm-hmm. I, I've run into a lot of teams that are like, well, when, when's your next sales meeting? And they're like, oh, uh, we'll see. Uh, probably Saturday. Okay, well, where do you hold it? Well, just down on here on the floor. You never open up your appointments <laughs> list. You want to see an appointment. Anyway, it gets down to a lot of processes, of course, within a system like 180, which is uh, covers so many points of interest. I think a lot of times now, nowadays, especially with a system that's so antiquated, as a mm-hmm. lot of people say it is, I always tell them when it comes to process, if you're not managing the system that tells you who your customers are, who they aren't, Um, If you don't have a level of knowledge where I can say, well, these are called CRM alerts. That means the system that you've sold cars out of for the last 10 years is recognizing a VIN number that you previously sold connected to a name that it doesn't know.
1: Mm.
0: Now, with that comes software knowledge. Now, if you don't have the knowledge of your software and I give you the highest (laughs) login, you think you can see that, that type of stuff. And that's where process and I guess you could say consultation in your process comes in. And uh, I think we've obviously moved away from that in that sort of full belly attitude sure. we have. We don't have a lot of costs in, in, in the dealership right now. We don't have a lot of inventory in stock that's, you know, uh, taking money out of our pockets just on interest alone. And I think because we're also selling cars at a high profit, of course, and there's not a lot of product to go around. Well, what are you left with? Well, everybody's good. Our bellies are full. Yes. Sono a posto, as we say in Italian. is this like, I'm in my place. I'm good. And so even getting a free assessment, I would say, is a difficulty. Yes. At the moment for me right now. So when I talk about process, my process has to change. I have to do things differently. Hence, you know, writing a book and letting people re- remember that I do do sales training <laughs> as well as just boring CRM stuff because no one likes to talk process until there's a problem.
1: But I think it's right? kind of silly, though, because look, it, look, all really good operators out there mm-hmm. know that we are a people, process and technology industry. That's what it is. Right, that's literally what keeps. I'm glad you said people first. Thank you. I did. I did. (laughs) I have to leave it to people, right? Yeah. Well, and it's true. I do put them in that order, you know, because I Mm -hmm. really think that you know we have to have our people. Right, we have mm-hmm. to have the process, and, and the technology comes third. The technology mm-hmm. should be there to serve the people in the process, yeah. not the other way around. Too often, I think over the last 24 well, months, yeah. I've seen people buy into like digital retailing products or other products as well. Yeah, assuming that this process just kind of comes defined with it, and it's like no, you you yeah. have to define your people and your process first, and then work back towards the technology so you ultimately can achieve it.
0: Absolutely, I couldn't agree with you more. And and the last meeting I was in, I was being presented a piece of software, um, that. You know, I wasn't being asked my opinion on it. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. I was just curious because after seeing their presentation, I just asked, say, who's your focus group? Mm -hmm. They said the customer. (laughs) I said, oh, okay. So you had like a bunch of customers tell you this stuff. It's like interesting. I said, why are you selling it to dealers? And they're like, well, because dealers want this. I'm like, well, you're just saying your customers want it. But my customer, I just want my customers to get a payment from my co- from you know one of my 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 uh, people on the floor, right? Yes. Uh, and I find that's where I find that in the digital world. I'm sure you see this all the time. People buy software. I just don't know if they know what they purchase. I, I'd even because go they back, did like, define their people
1: and their process first. Yes. Right? Yes. That's So it's it's easy. It's easy to look. There's some great products out here, right? Yeah. But it, I know a but bunch if, of them actually. Yeah. <laughs> so there's one right there. There's <laughs> yeah. Another one over there. <laughs> yeah. You know, but 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 if I don't. If I don't define find what my people in process is first, then mm-hmm. I can't match the technologies to it. And yes. a lot of people think yeah. it's like, I'm just going to hit the easy button. Like that that tool over there is going to gener- generate me more leads. That tool over there is going to help me engage with more leads. Right. And that tool over there is going to help me do more trade-ins. Yeah. But those are just tools. And to your point, mm-hmm. I mean, 180 is a tool. An old tool. Mm-hmm. But a tool is still only as good as how well it's used. A set of yeah, wrenches in my yeah, hands yeah. are definitely not worth what they are in other people's Yeah, hands.
0: I, no, 100%. And I, I said to a client recently, I'm like, you like the M5? He's like, yep. I'm like, 180 is an M5. You like the Tesla? He's like, yeah, I love the Tesla. It's even faster than an M5, isn't it? Right. So you want to go from your M5 to your Tesla. Yep. Well, all the data in your M5, that's... Now you're going to load your Tesla, your brand new, shiny new Tesla that you bought for your sales team to utilize. You're going to just load it up with all that crap information because Mm -hmm. we all know crap in, crap out. Right. In our business. Unfortunately, though, when you start talking about CRM uh, and you're talking about organizing that data, you're usually talking about administration. Yep. And at, at an administrative level in the car business, as I just said to a coworker, uh, ex coworker, I guess not that long ago, uh, before we had our conversation, I said, if you have ever been to a, a 180 dealership that uses 180 really, really well, you really want to upset the process, take away the admin girl for sales.
1: <laughs> just, just just it.
0: move just move her or give her you know like give her the opportunity to train the next person to come in and, and admin, and now you're talking about all kinds of administration that gets we'll say unraveled sure, but in a good software system like 180 it'll just keep running it's not going to stop you from doing anything and I find a lot of new software right now is trying to take you down a very direct path and most of the time the people talking about that sales process or that process software is always talking about the most simplified version of that process which is Mm -hmm. you know uh, so and so is buying a car great and they want to pick it up soon amazing Guess. Let me guess. It's in stock. Right. And they're okay with the payment as well. Okay. Awesome. And they just buy the car. It's like amazing. That's a, that's it's a wonderful, so fantastical world. Yeah. <laughs> but as a friend of mine in the, in the, um, in the journalism side of things, who's not a big car guy and he doesn't spend a lot of time at dealers. He was asking me about the customer satisfaction index that they, mm-hmm. they keep referring to. And I said, they should call it a customer expectation index. And you say, why do like you say that? that? Yeah, I, well, I like it better because we we end up trying to get, we, we put this carrot out in front of us. Mm-hmm. if We want to achieve this, this um, I'll say this fictitious idea of what customer expectation is and create something that apparently is, makes it so easy to buy a car. It's as easy as buying a cup of coffee. But yet at the same time, for some reason, the process of purchasing a vehicle, which might cost you eighty, dollars $110,000, is put in the same Google category as a Starbucks cup of coffee.
1: Which is ridiculous. It absolutely Which is ridiculous. bonkers, as yes. you and I
0: both know. So, uh, you know, when it comes down like to it it's, it. it's okay for processes yeah. to take time.
1: Yes, yeah, and right. that doesn't exactly. generate experiences.
0: 100%. And we keep talking about these personal experiences <laughs> in the same mouthful as software. And the people who sell the software say, we really got to have great customer experience, but here's a Tinder app for your customers to not stay in communication with your salesperson. They can't (laughs) give a phone number. Yeah, just swipe and swipe and (laughs) swipe. And unfortunately, yes, as a salesperson, if you're only, I couldn't imagine consulting a client by a text message like I tried to do earlier. I was mentioning, you know, you're trying to consult someone on a text. Well, it's like trying to sell a car in a text. You know, it, it's just one of those things where it just makes the process so slow, and then it makes our team seem not so competent. Well, you know what I mean because 100%. because we're we're being hamstrung by the way we can communicate with our client. which Well, and I think I sense. think
1: the key thing to know here is that like, it, the customer is the one that's defining the process now. Mm-hmm. See, but before but us see the last, I, I think the last twenty four months has put the final coffin in what we call the sales process, and now dealerships mm-hmm. are to provide buying options, you know? And mm-hmm. I always like to kind of translate this well to like kind of like Best Buy. I love how Best Buy does this. It gives me three ways to buy something from Best Buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. buy it online, go, yeah. in, go in and pick it up. Yeah. I can reserve it, go in, play yep. with it, touch it, then buy it. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm really comfortable, I'll just... Buy the whole bloody thing and you can just deliver it to me, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so so it's, you know, right. I bought my last truck via text message. So I think it's hilarious that you brought that up, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that's because that's where I was. That's right. where I wanted to be met. Yeah, I already yeah, knew yeah, what yeah. kind of truck I wanted. I just yeah. just needed to know what, you know, what were going to be the payments, what were gonna, the fees going to be, right. all right? When we can do this over delivery? I said, don't send mm-hmm. me an email. I got, let me see. I have, let's see here, 5,610 emails. That I have not answered. Right. <laughs> and I have 25 text messages that I haven't answered. All right. But well, one WhatsApp for some reason. Okay. So maybe WhatsApp would have been better. Um, yeah. But, but that's, I think that's the point is that, mm-hmm. you know, we are a people in process industry. We say that, but then we don't want to meet the people where the people want to be met. We want them to meet us where we want to be met. And I think that's fundamentally changed. But I'd love to get your thoughts. Well, I think it kind of goes into what you just kind of
0: said about Best Buy. Like, I think we're at that precipice here in yeah. the car business right now. Um, we're at a point at which... In 2022, we can communicate with each other in any myriad of ways. Sure. Anything you want. But today is the era of opinion. I don't know if you know this. Mm, And someone's opinion (laughs) is far, far more important than the ones and zeros and facts that I'm showing them. And that's the thing that I think blows my mind. It is scary. It is scary because you end up just recently, I got an email from a head of a large group did asking it, did, me did, if, it, did
1: it start off with i feel uh
0: no it actually <laughs> started off with if you're not sure what you're doing please don't go in tomorrow okay. and i'm like wow after 20 years in the car business that's 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 a tough email to receive because it wasn't her it wasn't it wasn't their fault right mm-hmm. but it was it was to me something that made me go okay well and a wider breadth there's no one within your group that can at least point to say, "Well, actually, yeah, no, no, know. he knows what he's talking about. It's all good." So there, at a very high decision-making level, it's hard to have a communi- It's hard to have a conversation with people, and I think you've probably seen this as well in all the conversations about, uh, let's say, Carvana, for instance. Yep. I think there's a lot of people in the business that, like me, went, "Oh, they're treating cars like stocks. This'll be fun until they got to get rid of them, <laughs> because sales is easy until you have to deliver something." Exactly. And you and I both know that delivering a, a phone cover. From, from Best Buy is a lot more difficult than a three-ton truck.
1: <laughs> yes, right? just a little.
0: And, and we all kind of saw uh, you know, that happening and we saw this group purchasing being, being done, these very wide-ranging grasps of vehicles that they're buying multiple cars at a time. And thanks to the internet, now everything's moving a lot faster, so there's going to be a number of dealers that are going to buy high and sell low in the next short period of time if they're Absolutely. not smart enough, right, about doing that stuff. So, and whether it's smarts or not, it doesn't really matter actually, because the marketplace and what we have out there can move so quickly. Mm-hmm. So you keep going back to people and process, people and process. You, you can definitely say, yeah, you can spend could, more time there, but for some reason, well, you know what yes. it is,
1: because it's not sexy, Stephen. Well, exactly like, right. Like, it's like not the, the conversation The technology, you want. The yeah. technology is yeah. way more sexier, but you do see though some of the best operators out there. And we, yeah. we know some amazing operators, yeah. right? They do focus so much on the process and the people. Right, and yeah. It, and, and, I am, and, and I do think, and I'll, give, I'll ask you this last question. Yeah, I yeah, know yeah, we're getting towards sure. the end of it, but yeah. you know, I do believe that we're getting into now the new era of the industry mm-hmm. where people are becoming more data conscious, mm-hmm. all right? I mean, I know I've had many conversations over the years, and I'm sure you have too, where people have been kind of, let's call it data ignorance. Right. They're just ignorant of the data. like, Or they don't believe yeah, it. Or, or, or data, yeah. data mistrust. Like, yes, I don't yeah. believe that's what my customers want. Or I don't think this is what it is. Yeah, I, yeah, I my, don't believe our email capture rate is 60%. <laughs>
0: it's like, well, it might be 100% at delivery, but according to this, this is clearly 68%. But again, yeah, you end up with those con- those roundabout conversations that I don't think really elicit too much. But at the same time, if you really take a step back, again, every single software maker, if they're not talking about your your process with your people, yes. you know, you know that that's probably not going to be a software for it. Like for instance, a lot of people love software that'll tell them what the value of the vehicle is, let's say a sure. trade-in or whatnot. But the fact remains, you and I both know, because you ran a dealership, more than one. <laughs> yeah. If I just get my salesperson to contact that customer once a year to find out where they're at, what their mileage is, what their intentions are, by the time the lease is due, the finance is coming due, or a few years has passed, we don't need anyone to tell us anything about our client or particularly that's true. their vehicle, right? That's true. But again, that's just process and that's process. that's the grind. And but I it's just that have too many, that generates
1: the experience. You 100%, know, but if keeps I don't this, right?
0: 100%, but if you end up with managers right now like 15 years ago when I was doing training at 180, we would create an email campaign for your lease finance renewal. And people would respond because it was 2005 <laughs> and it was an email and they got it and I they responded. An respond. Email. Today, I create letter campaigns for people because people don't answer emails or yep. I'll create a phone prompt. And it'll, it's far, far more effective. The, fine, the thing I find kind of fascinating, though, is with all this tech that you're talking about, all this data, we have so much data being thrown at people. That no one looks at anything in 48 hours, 72 hours. 180 opened up all that opportunity to say, hey, Jason, you, wrote, you quoted five customers on Saturday. I don't see any follow-up. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Nowadays, people look at the data so late, I call it an autopsy report. If Jason didn't message them back four weeks ago and you only figured that now thanks to your pivot table that your VP sent you, well, that's because you don't have enough time on the floor to just manage the basics. But people yes. don't like doing basics because it's hard. And it's it's grunt work. And uh, who wants to follow up the follow up of the of the salespeople? Oh, they're not going to do it anyway. So let's all not do it, I guess. You know what I mean? And it's unfortunate because, again, it's it takes a little bit of work. Yes. But you can't have I've I've still run into a team that won't get a deal administrator. Okay. Yeah. No deal administrator. And it's not like they do four cars a month. You know what I mean? But to to that owner, they don't see the the. they don't see the positive in the uh, and I mean my God like 20 years ago yeah I'd had to explain to people you should get a deal administrator 100%. but I I was the first I'd run into in a while <laughs> uh, but I'm also uh, I lament the fact that so many people just never really got good 180 training for instance, or they kind of been well, given that's a system. I think so much of the training was focused yeah. on the technology not the people. And I process. guess, that, yeah, I guess you get back to you know? processing. That's yeah, it, we it, always it, end it, up it, back to processing people, end, right? Yeah. I know yeah. we yeah. circle or kind of we, yeah. around these subjects yeah. so many times. Yeah. We yeah. always yeah. kind of
1: end up at the end. It that's looks so true. I know it's always the tail end of it, but for everybody out there that's watching and listening yeah. right now, Steven, yeah. that would like to connect with you, learn more about you, or even follow along with your journey. What's the best way to connect with you? Best way to connect with me? would Probably find me on LinkedIn. It's not really too hard to
0: search my name. It starts off like the animal, P-I-G, Pigozo, But my book has been getting a bit of traction. It's called buy or die, which I'm sure you know that don't have to explain that sales axiom <laughs> to you. Although some people now in the business, they're like, why do you call it buy or die? I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is a sales
1: axiom. It's been around for
0: a while. Uh, you could definitely you check what, out I told, my website I said, as well. so, I said yeah. someone
1: to do the other day bell to bell and they had no idea what I was talking about. It was like, what? Really? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> it's all this uh, verbiage we keep throwing out at people. It's I our to automob- Stop doing it. <laughs> hey, if you guys are out there watching this right now, you make sure you hook, you, you hook up with Steven, follow him on LinkedIn. Absolutely, Absolutely. awesome. Hey man, Absolutely. thanks so thank you so uh, much man always a pleasure a lot of pleasure bud thanks thanks for tuning in to the strategy with jason podcast with your host jason harris don't want to miss new content be sure to check out the full podcast library at strategywithjason.com to stay in the know remember to like comment and subscribe happy podcasting